What's up, everyone? My name is Philip Hensler. And I'm Adam Richman. And we're your co-hosts for today's PATHS Technology Committee podcast. We started this podcast to initiate a conversation with the members of the athletic training community in Pennsylvania in the hopes that we can engage and foster relationships in the state, explore emerging settings, and provide a unique perspective into the day in the life of an athletic trainer. <laughs> All right, today I want to thank today's guest, Jess Falvo, for uh, taking the time out of her busy schedule to sit down and chat with us. Jess, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. A little bit of background. Jess is a licensed athletic trainer at Brashear High School in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's also a team leader with the UPMC Sports Medicine Program. That's right. Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, so um, professionally, uh, I went to school at Clarion University. Um, they had the Clarion Cal U dual degree program at the time. Uh, so I received my bachelor's of uh, science in athletic training and in liberal studies. Uh, then I went to Westminster for grad school. Uh, I, I was an intern athletic trainer there for about a year and a half um, before taking my first uh, job <clears throat> back out in Clarion County. So I kind of, I bounced back and forth from New Wilmington to Clarion. Um, but then uh, I worked up in Clarion County for about four years. And then I made the move down to Pittsburgh. And I've been with UPMC Sports Medicine ever since. Jess, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your, um, how the, how you've progressed through the UPMC process and, and maybe some specifics about how that um, works at UPMC. Okay, uh, yeah, so I started out as an AT1. We have a career ladder within the department. Um, and as an AT1, you know, work, do your job every day, going to your school, uh, helping out with whatever needs uh, helping out. And especially with my school, I, I was a little bit lower on my hours per se. Um, so I got to experience a lot of things like working in the doctor's office down at sports. Uh, I worked with a minor league soccer team, uh, girls soccer team called uh, Steel City Football Club. Um, and I did little things here and there to kind of help build my hours up. Um, so uh, after that, I became an athletic trainer too. Uh, I was in charge of a committee called the Staff Engagement Committee. Um, and so I did that for about a year and a half. I also was at our newsletter, The Water Cooler. Um, I, I put that together for a couple years. And then uh, I was promoted to team leader about, almost, it's almost been two years now. Um, and so now I'm in a supervisory role where I uh, have a region of people underneath me. So um, right now I'm with the Pittsburgh City Schools and also uh, Keystone Oaks is part of my my group as well. So I um, it's been it's been kind of a process. It's been, I've been here now about six years and I feel like I've progressed pretty pretty well and I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. So I think I think that's a testament to the department. 
Wow, that's great. That's great. So can you just maybe tell us a little bit, um, you know, what's a typical day look like at your high school? Are you the only athletic trainer at the high school? So, yeah, so I'm actually, so Pittsburgh Public Schools is one high, like, quote unquote, high school contract. Um, but there's six high schools within that area. So there's six athletic trainers. But yeah, at my high school, primarily at Brashear, I am uh, the sole athletic trainer there. So uh, I usually, in the morning, I get up, I do my administrative duties. Um, I do any follow-up with parents, coaches, you know, get all of that stuff out of the way before I come into work. Um, I come in around 2 p.m. I get practices ready, you know, uh, have kids show up for therapy, uh, game day set up for whatever is coming at me that day. Um, but specifically with practices, my school is a little triage like. Um, we have a busing schedule. So the busing schedule uh, has like activity buses after school from at 4.30 and at 5.30. So most of the practices have to be done by 5.30. So everybody's in after school using whatever facility they have. And uh, so it, it can get a little crowded in my room. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And now you're saying if it's just practices that day, they're done by 5.30? Most of the time, yes. Now it's not with every city school, but my school primarily is very much like, because uh, where, where our school is located, there's not a lot of uh, walking opportunity or busing. Uh, a lot of people have to use like the, the uh, Pittsburgh Transit. A lot of people don't have just like a school bus that goes out to their house. So it's been, it's okay. a little challenging with that coordinating. So it just makes it easier for the coaches, it makes it easier for the kids to get them on the activity bus. With that setup, do you notice, um, do you have a hard time with like rehab, follow-up? Do you, oh does gosh. that kind of hinder things for the athletic training room? Definitely. Um, rehab is usually non-existent. Um, I, I, I do, I give them three exercises. I always say, I, I'm going to give you three exercises. I need you to do these. Uh, a lot of times it's home exercise program based. Um, if I can't take care of them in-house, I do have a good relationship with a couple of the PTs in the surrounding area. So I'm able to, to refer them out, but I try to keep them in as much as I can. Um, but usually I, the, the three exercise rule has been doing pretty well. And it kind of, it, it, cool. it's the, the ones that want to be fixed, they will come in and religiously do it. And then you'll see like the ones that are kind of just there for, for the athletic, uh, showmanship. They'll just, they'll just, uh, hang out or they, they won't, they won't even show up eventually. So. What about um, games and contests? Um, what's that schedule look like? Do those go later? Do those have to be wrapped up? So, by, yeah, sometimes they'll go a little bit later. Um, my, my typical day, if I have games, will end about 9.30. Um, okay. But it's not, it's, it's a rarity to end that late. That's probably yeah. the latest scenario. So I have a, I have a very good setup hours <laughs> right, <too>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's very exactly. typical. Yeah, and then I'm just curious. Um, being you know, I'm 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 in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, so kind of middle of nowhere, and uh, you know, obviously all of our fields and 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 um facilities are are centralized. It sounds like maybe yours are not. Do you have no. to travel different places for home games? Yeah. So um, in the winter time, there's hardly any travel. In the fall, 
Uh, we have practices offsite. We have games at a centralized location in the city. So, but it's not near the high schools. It's kind of all, everybody meets at one spot. Um, mm -hmm. So in the Pittsburgh area, I would say all of our football and soccer and uh, field hockey contests, everything there is all at, um, it's a stadium called Couples Stadium. And that is in the south side of Pittsburgh. But okay. uh, some of our practices and games can go to a place called Shenley Park, which is out towards the eastern side of the city. Um, there's also fields up in the, in the north side. So it just is a matter of where everything is um, scheduled. And it, right. um, we, we do a really good job. We have uh, a site coordinator with our, uh, within PPS who he takes care of all of the scheduling. So if I have a game at Brashear, but there's a game also at Couples, and then to another one of my athletic trainers has a game at Couples uh, after, they may just stay at Couples and cover both events while right. I can cover my other events. So it's, it's nice. We have a good relationship being able to figure out extra coverage needs. No, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's, it's like you're, you're multiple schools, but you're one big team. Um, yeah. I think that's a really cool part of athletic training. What's your, um, what is your favorite part of the job? Oh, so mainly it's interacting with my athletes. My athletes are awesome. They, uh, they are super appreciative, I think, because they don't get a lot of care as far as uh, most of my athletes, I can't say that for all of them, but a lot of them don't get that, that care and that, that someone actually wants to take care of me, what someone wants to make me feel better. Um, so I, I love seeing the attitude on my kids when we do a couple rehabs or if I give them some information, even taping an ankle, they're like, oh my goodness, thank you, Miss Jess, like, thank you so much. Even I, I, even last night, I, I was uh, getting everything taken down from a game that we had, and uh, it's you know the end of the night, it's quiet. I'm pushing all my stuff back into my room, and this this athlete comes in with the rest of my stuff, and he's like, "Oh, here," and he drops it down for me. He's like, "Do you want me to dump the water out for you? Do you want me to do this?" And I'm like, "You want to help me?" <laughs> like, you that's guys awesome. Me all the time, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's really nice. Like stuff like that. It, it's just, it was really, it made me feel really good, and it, I, it made me feel like, okay, so the, these kids do appreciate what I do. Yeah, awesome. that's, that's I mean, that's why we get into this, right? To to mm -hmm. help people, and when they finally, uh, you know, um, let you know that they appreciate your help, that it just it goes a long way. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I never thought I was going to be a high school athletic trainer. When I was in college, everybody said college athletic training, college athletic training is the way to go. And so when I got my first job in high school, I, I just loved it. And I yeah. realized like, okay, this is, this is my niche. Like, this is where I need to be. Nice. What, um, so let's, let's expand on that a little bit from, from being at the high school. What, um, what really speaks to you about being a high school athletic trainer? Why, why is that your niche? So I feel like, well, and the majority of the schools that I've worked at also were underdog schools. 
So I'm, I'm also a fan of the underdog, uh, where they're small. Sm I, I work in small school settings where the, the kids are like out in the country and there's not a whole lot to do out there. Um, they're, they're smaller, but scrappy, uh, those types of things. And then coming here and working with Brashear, um, we have just a lot of odds stacked against us. Um, we, I, I work with a bunch of uh, many different cultures and working with many different cultures, they don't always understand or work well together themselves. So you have a lot of really great athletes, but they need to be able to work together. And just seeing that kind of interaction um, is, is, uh, is interesting. But I think I've just always really uh, wanted to care for high school kids because they still don't know they think they know it all, don't they? <laughs> but, but they don't. They just, they, they want to, they don't know why they're hurting. They don't know why it's taking so long to get better. And it, it's nice to be that advocate for them to say, you know what, like, it, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get you through this. You're going to be so much stronger afterwards. And just, again, the way that they appreciate you after you've taken care of them is huge. That's okay. awesome. I'm curious, um, Jess, have you had any challenges due to the, the, the cultures? Um, you know, oh, yeah. any language barriers or anything that you've, you know, found challenging and, and how, how have you overcome that? So any tips I, for, for young professionals out there? Oh man. I, so during the school day, it's great. I have a lot of uh, resources. Uh, we have a few interpreters because we, we are very multicultural. I can't tell you offhand how many different cultures we have, but they're from yeah. everywhere. And uh, so we do have that option. There is also a phone number that you can call during the school hours that will help interpret or speak with parents. But if it's something immediate after school, it's a lot more challenging. Uh, because I don't have an interpreter, I don't have a phone number to call, so I some I sometimes have to rely on the, the kids themselves knowing English and their language to be able to interpret what their what to their parents what's going on. Um, yeah. Which I, can be challenging in itself. That oh you know, man, or, or what I know even just personally, right? Like what you tell the athlete and then you hear the athlete tell their friend what you told them and it's right. completely wrong. It's like a game of telephone and you don't know what's yeah. going to actually be said at the end. Um, yeah. I, I had a pretty serious injury uh, occur this year with one of my athletes and, and the parrot knew some English, but he was in the car and I'm like, I need you to come to, to the facility so I can explain it to you face to face. And that seemed to help a lot more that face-to-face -face contact is, yeah. is very helpful for me um but it when i'm on the phone it it can just be, it can be very challenging um, yeah so you, so you would say trying to bring them in and actually talking to them face-to-face -face would, would obviously be a lot better than trying to interpret something over the phone right definitely um i i mean i've used google translate i've i've done a bunch of different ways um and also not, not only with like the, the language barrier, but there, I mean, some cultures have certain yes. rules and regs yep. and you, you need right. to know what's going on with them. So we're lucky. We have uh, uh, 
a service called Culture Vision that has all of like all of the information. You, it's like an encyclopedia of cultures. And That's awesome. It's been very wow. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, is that put out by your school district or is that put out by your employer? So it's put out by my, by my employer, but my, my school district also has um, something very similar. So, and I didn't realize that until after I was doing my research for a talk that I was doing about culture. I'm like, oh, that, this is all really good stuff. I wish I would have known this beforehand. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, are those... Are those resources public, publicly available or only to, like the Pittsburgh Public School one, um, if somebody's I'm interested? Sure. I, I'm, really, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, but I know if you go on the Pittsburgh Public Schools website, um, they have a ton of information. And you can even, um, so if we have our, like, uh, let's say our SIPI form posted mm -hmm. on the website, there is a way that you can have those things um, translated into your your language so there's okay. i think they have like 15 different translating uh things on the actual website you can click a button and it translates the whole page for you okay mm -hmm. man i could think of a ton of times that would have been helpful as a uh, young professional right <laughs> or even nowadays yeah that's awesome great well jess moving on um that was great um, kind of thinking over your career, uh, what do you think might be the coolest experience you've had so far? Any memorable experiences? Oh, I do have a memorable experience. I don't think it was the coolest experience. I mean, I could be punny and say it was the coolest experience. <laughs> but uh -oh. when I worked, um, I worked at Clarion High School for about a year and a half, and we traveled up to i want to say it was bradford pa somewhere up like closer to new york at for a yep. state playoff game and it was abnormally snowy i mean it's it, it was normal snow for Pitt, pennsylvania but lately i feel like we don't get any snow um but it was so bad the weather was so snowy every quarter they had to plow the lines because you couldn't see them and then at the half they had to plow the whole field because there was like a good like three inches just laying on there um it was so cold i remember i brought um a chicken soup broth broth to the to the kids because i was like everybody's gonna be so cold and i everyone was so thankful that i brought the chicken soup for halftime they were like oh my gosh i'm freezing I, I I've never used so many hot hands in my life, um, and it was it was very blustery. But that that's, was one of the most memorable experiences. That that didn't happen to be over like a Halloween weekend, did it? Oh my gosh! I had a very similar experience, and but it was I just I remember it being a Halloween weekend, and same thing. They had to plow the snow, and I was like, "Why are we even having this?" Game? It was so bad. I was like, "I can't. I how are we doing this?" Yeah, uh, we ended yeah. up losing. It ended up not faring in our favor, but yeah, um, yeah it was I'm, pretty... I'm guessing the game went quickly as well because they probably ran the ball a lot, not a oh, lot yeah. throwing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But um, but that was my most memorable. I think like the coolest thing has been um, in 2018. I want to say yeah, I was uh, nominated and 
awarded AT of the Year in our department. And that it was nominated by a peer and voted on by our peers. So I thought that was yeah. really cool. I've never had any kind of accolade. Um, but being AT of the Year was a really nice, thoughtful uh, gesture from. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. That was really, it was really nice. And you're in a staff of what, somewhere around 100 athletic trainers? Yeah. So it, to, to get right. picked out for that is, that sounds like a really big honor. Yeah, it was. It was very nice. That's awesome. So you've had a really diverse career. I mean, you, you've come in as an AT1 all the way up to team lead, working in inner city school, um, college settings. How has your AT career evolved throughout the years? Or how have you evolved? Okay. Uh, so as an AT specifically, um, I've only been an athletic trainer for 10 years. And I mean, I guess right now it kind of seems like that's a long time for some people, uh, but um, I, I've only been in AT for 10 years, so I'm still considered a young professional, which <laughs> I appreciate. But, uh, but it, I think the evolution of myself, I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable. I'm a lot more comfortable with my, with my, uh, evaluative skills, all my skills and techniques that I do at the school. I'm very more, I'm much more comfortable with parents and with coaches and with teaching or teachers and staff. Um, when I first started, I felt like, I was like, I didn't learn this in school. I mean, we did, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with a parent, a parent that's yelling at me because their kid isn't playing. Um, I, I, I didn't know how to uh, really converse with people back and forth on that. Um, and I feel like I'm not as green anymore. So I'm not like a, an, a newbie. I, I feel like instead of being the mentee, I'm the mentor. Um, I feel like working in a more supervisory role, I tend to take on more of a mentorship rather than a, a delegator or a, a supervisor in, in a sense. So, um, I, I think that, that evolution has mean, meant so much more to me because I, I always appreciate the relationships that I've built with other athletic trainers and, and other, and, and my athletes, um, and seeing the evolution of them from my athletes to being, uh, you know, working force individuals and, and my other athletic training staff friends that are doing all these awesome things. It's, it's really cool to see that evolution. And I'm hoping that I get to, you know, have that, that look from somebody else. So, um, but no, I just, uh, going from the mentee to the mentor has been huge for me. Um, I love helping people uh, and not just athletes. I just love helping everyone. <laughs> so no, that, 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 that's a perfect segue into, into my next question, Jess. Um, so as, as you are obviously still a young professional, but more experienced young professional, um, how, how can, what, do you have any piece of advice for other young professionals who remember just starting out um, and kind of to help their evolution, maybe, you know, skip some of the hip, hiccups that maybe you went through? Uh, I always say become best friends with your support staff, everyone, not just, not just your coaches, not just your athletes your janitorial staff, the um, security yes. guards, if oh, you yeah. haven't. I mean, we have, we have security guards and police at our school. I, I've become very good friends with them. Um, 
that those relationships will help you in so many ways with those quote unquote, the minor hiccups, um, finding, you know, uh, someone to wash your towels or finding a place to wash your towels at the school, <laughs> you know, like I, that took me almost a year because I would, I, I wouldn't see my janitorial staff sometimes because they, they came in much later after I had left. So I, I would try and leave little notes to, to the people that were working with me or that were cleaning up my office after I left. I'm like, thank you so much. I don't get to see you, but I appreciate you. And um, you, you'll see the difference with those little things. My room was much cleaner. My uh, things were like, if I, if I needed extra tissues they would drop off a couple boxes of extra tissues if they noticed my my supply getting low little random things like that um but it yeah just become friends with your support staff that's number one i love that i absolutely love that i think um i i do the same and and knowing them by name i think goes a really yes. long way um you know just no hey janitor right like it's you, you know them by their name and you talk to them on a regular basis just goes a long way i completely agree jeff yeah especially uh locking yourself out of your athletic training room which was my go-to move in the middle oh, of yes. winter <laughs> security, no. No, knowing your security guard and being like hey i did it again it's like all right Phil, i'll be right there i mean yeah <laughs> jess what's your dream job we're calling this the lightning round. So Adam and okay. I are going to bounce a bunch of quick questions off you. Take as long as you want, um, as detailed as you want to be. But first one, what is your dream job? Um, okay, so it has not, absolutely nothing to do with what I do now. But yeah. I've always wanted to be a singer. I'm terrible at singing. But that's really what I wanted to be. I, I saw myself before American Idol came out. I was like, I'm going to be a star. And well, it hasn't happened, but... I, I'm okay with it right now, but back. back I said, do you want to give us a demo? Oh, huh? Do you want to give us a demo? Oh no, I don't think you can. <laughs> but that's really honestly what I wanted to be until I was told one day I'm I'm tone deaf. So, yeah. <laughs> like, great, thanks. Uh, all right, well, Jess, what do you do for fun? What outside athletic training? What uh, what do you like to do? All right, so I love I love music. I love going to concerts. I do like sporting events. I like going to those as well. And uh, so with with Pitt and um, the Steelers and Penn's games and things like that in Pittsburgh, I'm I'm all about that. Um, but I really like to have I like to spend my downtime down. So I like I like to draw and paint. I actually have a little a little side hustle with with my drawing and my painting. Right now, it's puppy portraits. They're they're a big thing right now. Um, Same with self-promotion. Go for it. That's oh, yeah. That's why we're here. Get it out there. That's awesome. Yeah, you puppy portraits. All me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I like to draw and paint. I like to read. I like to relax. I like to catch up on movies and, and TV. <laughs> so that's, I, I'm, I'm, it's a little boring, but I enjoy, I enjoy being that. That's cool. What, um, what inspires you? Oh, so what inspires me? Probably the potential to see the good in everyone, like uh, the potential, the potential, potential in general. Um, it, when I see someone 
doing an act of kindness for somebody else, that's the stuff that inspires me. Uh, when I see good things happening to good people, that inspires me. Even when I see bad things happening to good people, that inspires me to, to help and want to be a part of something to, to take that away, take that pain and bear uh, away from them. Um, but just the potential to see the good in others really is, is what inspires me. Great. Yes, that was good. Um, I've been only our second episode, but I feel like we've, we've gotten some really good answers to that one. And um, that was another great answer. Um, so the other last question here, um, you know, if you had to sum it up in just a few words, what does it mean to be an athletic trainer to you? It means that taking care of my, my athletes and being their healthcare advocate. Like they, they don't really have a lot of people to tell them, you know, how, uh, the reason why they're feeling the way that they do, or, um, they don't have the accessibility of getting to a, a doctor right away or the accessibility of being able to like articulate why they're not feeling right. And, uh, so being that person for them to tell coaches, hey, so-and-so needs to sit out because they, they're truly having some things going on or being that person to talk to their parent, you know, hey, this is what's, this is what's going on, X, Y, and Z. Um, this is what needs to happen. I think that, that being that healthcare advocate is huge. And especially at the position that I'm at, it's um, a lot of people just kind of let things go because that's what they've always done and so now when they meet an athletic trainer they wonder well what's you know what uh like i never knew that you had to take a person to the to the er to uh get an x-ray for something that could be broken like I, it, like the things that you think are simple in in our athletic training mind uh, a lot of kids like kids and parents just don't understand because their mind doesn't work in that in that athletic trainer mentality their minds are getting from day to day getting to their job getting getting their kids on the school bus getting their kids homework done that that kind of thing so exactly exactly at's care right and every mm -hmm. every high school care. should have an athletic trainer for sure well jess uh you've been awesome to chat with and i just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy day um and, and just sharing your story with us um, do you want to, you know, if, if any um, young professionals out there or any listeners have any questions, um, where can people maybe find out more about you or, or reach out to you? Oh, so uh, I can give you my uh, Gmail email. It's jess.falvo, uh, F as in Frank, A-L-V as in Victor, O, at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on a ton of, <laughs> of those Facebook groups. Uh, athletic trainer groups. I'm under the secondary schools. I, I, I follow Pats. I follow, I follow literally anything athletic training related. So you might see my face somewhere. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Jess. And I just want to say thank you to our viewers. Um, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about this format. And uh, if you have any ideas on topics or guests or anything you would like to, to hear, um, please let us know. You can comment below. Um, and until next time, I'm Adam Richmond. And I'm Philip Hensler. Um, this was the Pat's Podcast.